0: Well, oh, our, in our time last week, we finished our time in the book of Ruth with our final read-through. As I mentioned to you last week, um, I think it's appropriate each and every time for multiple reasons, but if you're new with us this morning, just to bring you up to speed, um, before we enter into a long book study, an examination of an entire letter, or an examination of an entire book of Scripture, I like to read the book publicly with you so that you can see it from its bird's eye viewpoint. So you can see how the text would have been received and read. And then in one setting, we'll take the entire text together. That will be interesting when we come to a book like Genesis, how that will work. We'll have to work on that. Ruth was great. Uh, A whole robust four chapters there for us to read together. Um, But it's important. It's important methodologically. As you would sit down and you would study a book of Holy Scripture, you too would want to read all the way through it and get a grasp for how it starts, how it develops, where it goes, what its point is, how it ends, the way it leaves you. Um, And so we also want to model the same. Also, Paul to Timothy, as we covered last week, just by brief introduction, Paul calls the church to pay attention uh, and to give attention to the public reading of Holy Scripture we do that in various ways different times, and so it's not that if we didn't do this, we don't do it, but it is a part of it that this would be a time for paying attention to the public reading of Holy Scripture. I will warn you as we're about to study the book of Ecclesiastes together, I will warn you the book is a bit melancholy, I think. I don't know if you ever read it and thought, why would we study it? It is um, quite confusing. There's a lot at stake in the book as always. And it is kind of odd. And at times it's been thought of, uh, why was it even involved or or inserted, included in the holy canon of Scripture? Why? Why Ecclesiastes? Seems almost unorthodox. Maybe when you sit down and you begin to read it for the first time, you feel like guilty for reading it. And maybe while you're reading it, you feel like, I kind of feel like the writer. And I think the writer's wrong in some areas. So I'm in trouble. This is awkward. Let's just skip it. But we'll see that that wouldn't be the way that we would be reading well. One author does mention it this way, kind of with those sentiments um, in reading. He says, The book indeed has the smell of the tomb upon it. Another then says, This is why wisdom scripture is often neglected in preaching. Don't preach wisdom. Church often feels suspicious about wisdom literature. That is uh, wisdom. You could also include Song of Solomon. You could then go and include Psalms. You can include Proverbs. You'll include Job there. And, of course, Ecclesiastes there in the wisdom tradition of Israel or what the Lord has provided the church. Why avoid preaching wisdom literature? Well, the church has suspicions that it contains no gospel. And so you read maxims or good advice Or seemingly odd observations about the world around us. And we're not exactly sure of our God and I time with it. Where did that leave me? There seems to be no gospel in wisdom. But I hope we will see together in our time for the next ten years studying Ecclesiastes. We will together see a different word confirmed to us. I'll put forth a brief introduction And then I'll introduce yet again next week, but this one is simply just a little four-sentence paragraph, and that is, I think what we'll see is an agreement with this writer as he describes the book this way. Ecclesiastes is a satiric attack. Have you read it from that angle before? I'm kind of priming your pump for hearing well this morning. How are you to sit and hear? Well, if you haven't before, sit and hear it this way. As I read. Ecclesiastes is a satiric attack on an inquisitive, hedonistic, and materialistic society. Right up our alley. It exposes the mad quest to find. Satisfaction in knowledge, wealth, pleasure, work, fame, and sex. It exposes our mad quest. The same mad quest that we find ourselves struggling to distance ourselves from. In other words, the audience that he is addressing lived a very horizontal life, lived in the horizontal to the exclusion of the vertical. This is who he is addressing. And so to the church, if you would then join with me as he seeks, that is the preacher, seeks to correct our mad quest. Are you on that mad quest? Do you sense it in your relationships that are strained? Are they strained due to this mad quest that you are on? It doesn't bring unity or harmony or peace. It brings madness. To your own unsettled disposition or heart that is on a day-to-day level, uncertainty, unsettled always looking somewhere else to go, to get out of present circumstance? Is it driven because you're on a mad quest? If so, I trust as our time in Ecclesiastes, as we go through the book together, that will be exposed to you. You'll see this is madness. He's right. He's talking to me. And as he is collectively, through Holy Scripture, speaking to each of us at multiple levels and multiple categories of this sinful and mad quest. So, let us hear out his case as he puts it forward, and then we'll begin to walk through it uh, in the days ahead. Open your text of Holy Scripture, then, with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. I will begin reading, and remember, as he is attacking joining with us on the horizontal to expose our own sense of madness. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does man gain by all his toil, at which he toils under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes round to the north. Around and around goes the wind. And on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be. What has been done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, "See"? This is new. It has been done already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of latter things yet to be among those who come after. I, the preacher, have been king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I applied my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of men to be busy with. I have seen everything that is done under the sun and behold, all is vanity and a striving after wind. What is crooked cannot be made straight. What is lacking cannot be counted. I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom surpassing all those who were before me in Jerusalem. And my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. And I applied my heart to no wisdom, to no madness and folly. I perceived that this also is but a striving after wind. For in much wisdom is much vexation. And he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. I said in my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this also is vanity I said of laughter it is mad and of pleasure what use is it I searched out with my heart how to cheer my body with wine my heart still guided me with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly till I might see what was good for the children of man to do under heaven during the few days of their life I made great works I built houses I planted vineyards for myself I made myself gardens and parks and planted in them all kinds of fruit trees. I made myself pools from which to water the forests of growing trees. I bought male and female slaves. I had slaves who were born in my house. I had also great possessions of herds and flocks more than any who had been before me in Jerusalem. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the treasure of kings and provinces. I got singers, both men and women, many concubines, the delight of the children of men. So I became great and surpassed all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also, my wisdom remained with me, and whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them, I kept my heart from no pleasure, from my heart found, for my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done, and the toil I had expended in doing it, and behold, all was vanity and a striving after wind. There was nothing to be gained under the sun. So I turned to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who comes after the king? Only what has already been done. Then I saw that there is more gain in wisdom than in folly, as there is more gain in light than in darkness. The wise person has his eyes in his head, but the fool walks in darkness. And yet I perceived that the same event happens to all of them. Because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a striving after wind. I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who comes after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool, yet he will be the master of all for which I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair. Even in the night his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for a person than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw from the hand of God. Far apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner. He has given the business of gathering and collecting only to give to one who pleases God. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart. yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. That which is already has been. That which is to be already has been. And God seeks what has been driven away. Moreover, I saw under the sun that in the place of justice, even there was wickedness. And in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time for every matter and for every work. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man, that God is testing them, that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. What happens to the children of man and what happens to the beast is the same, As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over the beasts, for all is vanity. All go to one place. All are from the dust, and to dust all return. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward, and the spirit of beasts goes down into the earth. So I saw that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work. For that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after him? Again, I saw all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of the oppressed. And they had no one to comfort them. On the side of their oppressors, there was power. And there was no one to comfort them. And I thought the dead who were already dead more fortunate than the living who are still alive. But better than both is he who has not yet been and has not seen the evil deeds that are done under the sun. Then I saw that all toil, all skill and work come from a man's envy of his neighbor. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. The fool folds his hand and eats his own flesh. Better is a handful of quietness than two hands full of toil and striving after wind. Again, I saw vanity under the sun. One person who has no other, either son or brother, yet there is no end to all his toil. And his eyes are never satisfied with riches. So that he never asks, for whom am I toiling and depriving myself of pleasure?" This also is vanity and an unhappy business. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. Has not another to lift him up? Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. How can one keep warm alone? Though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better was a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who has no longer knew how to take advice. For he went from prison to the throne, though in his own kingdom he had been born poor. I saw all the living who move about under the sun, along with that youth who was to stand in the king's place. There was no end of all the people, all of whom he led, yet those who come later will not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and a striving after wind. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God, to draw near. When you vow a vow to God, do not delay in paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Let not your mouth lead you into sin and do not say before the messenger that it was a mistake. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the work of your hands? For when dreams increase and words grow many, there is vanity. But God is the one you must fear. If you see in a province the oppression of the poor and the violation of justice and righteousness, do not be amazed at the matter. The high official is watched by a higher and there are yet higher ones over them. But this is gain for a land in every way, a king committed to cultivated fields. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. When goods increase, they increase who eat them. And what advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes? Sweet is the sleep of the laborer, whether he eats little or much full stomach of the rich, will not let him sleep. There is a grievous evil that I have seen under the sun. Riches were kept by their owner to his hurt. And those riches were lost in a bad venture. And he is a father of a son, but he has nothing in his hand. And he came from his mother's womb. So shall he go again, naked as he came, and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his hand. This also is a grievous evil. Just as he came, so shall he go? And what gain is there to him who toils for the wind? Moreover, all his days he eats in darkness in much vexation and sickness in anger. Behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which toils under the sun. For Few days of his life that God has given him, for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them. And to accept his law and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. For he will not much remember the days of his life. Because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. There is an evil that I have seen under the the sun and it lies heavy on mankind. A man to whom God gives wealth, possessions and honor so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires. Yet God does not give him power to enjoy them. But a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity. It is a grievous evil. If a man fathers a hundred children and lives many years, so the days of his years are many, but his soul is not satisfied with life's good things, and he also has no burial. I say that a stillborn child is better off than he, for it comes in vanity and goes in darkness, and in darkness his name is covered, moreover, it has not seen the sun or known anything, yet it finds rest rather than he. Even though he should live a thousand years twice over, yet enjoy no good, do not all go to the one place. All the toil of man is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. For what advantage has the wise man over the fool? And what does the poor man have who knows how to conduct himself before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the appetite. This also is vanity and a striving after wind. Whatever has come to be has already been named and it is known What man is that he is not able to dispute with one stronger than he. The more words, the more vanity. What is the advantage to man? For who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow? For who can tell man what will be after him? Under the sun. A good name is. Better than precious ointment. And the day of death. Than the day of birth. It is better to go to the house of mourning. Than to go to the house of feasting. For this is the end of all mankind. And the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter. For by sadness of face. The heart is made glad heart of the wise is in the house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in the house of myrrh. It is better for a man to hear the rebuke of the wise than to hear the song of fools, for as the crackling of the thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of fools. This also is vanity. Surely oppression drives the wise into madness, and a bribe corrupts the heart. Better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Be not quick in your spirit to become angry. For anger lodges in the bosom of fools. Say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. Wisdom is good with an inheritance and advantage to those who see the sun. For the protection of wisdom is like the protection of money. And the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of him who has it. Consider the work of God. Who can make straight what he has made crooked? In the days of prosperity, be joyful. In the days of adversity, consider God has made the one as well as the other so that man may not find out anything that he will be after him. In my vain life, I have seen everything. There is a righteous man who perishes in his righteousness. And there is a wicked man who prolongs his life in his evil doing. Be not overly righteous and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Be not overly wicked, neither be a fool. Why should you die before your time? It is good that you should take hold of this and from that withhold not your hand. For the one who fears God shall come out from both of them. Wisdom gives strength to the wise man, more than ten rulers in a city. Sure, there is not a righteous man on earth who does good and never sins. Do not take to heart all the things that people say. As you hear, and your servant your servant cursing you, your heart knows that many times you yourself cursed others. All this I have tested by wisdom. I said I will be wise, but it is. But it was far from me, that which has been is far off and deep, very deep. Who can find it out? I turn my heart to know and to search out and to seek wisdom and the scheme of things and to know the wickedness of folly and the foolishness that is madness. And I find something more bitter than death. The woman whose heart is snares and nets whose hands are fetters. He who pleases God escapes her, but the sinner is taken by her. Behold, this is what I found, says the preacher, while adding one thing to another to find the schemes of things which my soul has sought repeatedly, but I have not found One man among a thousand I found, but a woman among all these I have not found. See, this alone I found, that God made man upright. But they have sought out many schemes. Who is like the wise, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the hardness of his face is changed. I say, keep the king's command. Because of God's oath to him. Be not hasty to go from his presence. Do not take your stand in an evil cause. For he does not. For he does whatever he pleases. For the word of the king is supreme. And who may say to him, what are you doing? Whoever keeps a command will know no evil thing. And the wise heart will know the proper time and the just way. For there is a time and a way for everything, although man's trouble lies heavy on him. For he does not know what is to be, for who can tell him how it will be? No man has power to retain the spirit or power over the day of death. There is no discharge from war, nor will wickedness deliver those who are given to it. All this I observed while applying my heart to all that is done under the sun when man had power over man to his hurt. Then I saw the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things. This is vanity. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily. The heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil, though a sinner does evil a hundred times and prolongs his life. Yet I know that it will be well with those who fear God because they fear before him. But it will not be well with the wicked. Neither will he prolong his days like a shadow because he does not fear before God. There's a vanity that takes place on the earth, and there are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I said that this also is vanity, and I commend joy, for man has no good thing under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. When I applied my heart to know wisdom and to see the business that is done on earth, how neither day nor night do one's eyes see sleep, then I saw all the work of God that man cannot find out that the work that is done under the sun, however much man may toil in seeking, he will not find it out. Even though a wise man Claims to know, he cannot find it out. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all. How the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who doesn't sacrifice. As is the good, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun. That the same events happen to all. Also, the hearts of the children of men are full of evil. And madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward. For the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they will have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Go, eat your bread in joy, drink your wine with a merry heart, For God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with your wife. Of your youth. Of your love. All the days of your vain life. That he has given you under the sun. Because that is your portion in life. And then your toil. at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hands find to do. Do it with all your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in the grave to which you are going. Again, I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge, but time and chance Happen to them all for man does not know his time like fish that are taken in an evil net like birds that are caught in a snare so the children of man are snared and an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them i have also seen this example of wisdom under the sun and it seemed great to me there was a little city with few men in it and a great king came against it and besieged it building great siege works against it. But there was found in it a poor, wise man. And he had by his wisdom delivered the city. Yet no one remembered that poor man. But I say that wisdom is better than might. Though the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. Words of the wise, heard and quiet, are better than the shouting of a ruler among fools. Wisdom is better than the weapons of war. But one sinner destroys much good. Dead flies make the perfumer's ointment give off a stench so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. A wise man's heart inclines him to the right, but a fool's heart to the left. Even when the fool walks on the road, he lacks sense. And he says to everyone that he is a fool. If the anger of the ruler rises against you, do not leave your place, for calmness will lay great offense to rest. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as it were, an error proceeding from the ruler. Folly is set in many high places, and the rich sit in a low place. I have seen slaves on horses and princes walking on the ground like slaves. He who digs a pit will fall into it and a serpent will bite him who breaks through a wall. He who queries stones is hurt by them. He who splits logs is endangered by them. If the iron is blunt, and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. If the serpent bites before it is charmed, there is no advantage to the charmer. The words of a wise man's mouth win him favor, but the lips of a fool consume him. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is evil madness. A fool multiplies words. Though no man knows what is to be, and who can tell him what will be after him? A toil of a fool wearies him, for he does not know the way to the city. <clears throat> Woe to you, O land, when your king is a child, and your princes feast in the morning. Happy are you, O land, when your king is the son of the nobility. And your princes feast at the proper time for strength and not for drunkenness. Through sloth, the roof sinks in. And through indolence, the house leaks. Bread is made for laughter and wine gladdens life. And money answers everything. Even in your thought, do not curse the king. Nor in your bedroom, curse the rich for... A bird of the air will carry your voice, or some winged creature will tell the matter. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. He who observes the wind will not sow. He who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way, the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child. So you do not know the work of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed, and at evening withhold not your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Light is sweet, and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. So if a person lives many years, let him rejoice in them all. Let him remember that the days of darkness will be many. All that comes is vast. When the sound of the grinding is low, and one rises up at the sound of a bird, and all the daughters of song are brought low, they are afraid also of what is high, and the terrors in the way. The almond tree blossoms, and the grasshopper drags itself along, and the desire falls, because man is going to his eternal home, and the mourners go about the streets before the silver cord is snapped, or the golden bowl is broken. Or the pitcher is shattered at the fountain. Or the wheel broken at the cistern. And the dust returns to the earth as it was. And the spirit returns to God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. All is vanity. Besides being wise, the preacher also taught the people knowledge weighing and studying and arranging many proverbs with great care. The preacher sought to find words of delight, and uprightly he wrote words of truth. The words of the wise are like goads, and like nails, firmly fixed, are the collected sayings. They are driven by one shepherd. My son... Beware of anything that goes beyond these. Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. The end of the matter, when all has been heard, fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. Let us pray. Father,